Based on the groundbreaking book, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, the Rebel Girls program encourages young girls to reach for the stars by teaching them about a unique rebel girl throughout history and similar career paths in the Owensboro area. Each week, we discuss a rebel girl featured in the book, then transition to our session with a successful woman from the Owensboro area. Hearing her story and learning about what it takes to thrive as a woman in a particular career path. Then we complete a fun interactive activity to take home each week. I've been with the police department for 14 years, so I started a really long time ago. Um, I started out, and we're going to talk about all the different divisions that I've worked in here um, throughout my career, and then kind of tell you what I do now as to why some of you kind of know me because I'm out in the schools pretty much every day. So I started out in 2003 in patrol, which is what most of you think of when you hear police officers. We're the people who answer the 911 calls, right? So if you call 911, then we would show up. These are kind of what our vehicles look like now. And I worked in patrol from 2003 until um, February of 2007. So I did three and a half, almost three and a half years in that capacity. And basically my job was to enforce the laws. So it didn't matter if it was someone called 911 because they were hurt or if someone was in an accident, um, if some stuff was stolen or their bike was taken. It didn't matter what it was. If someone needed help and they called 911, I would show up, just like any of the guys that we have at the police department as well. Um, so I really enjoyed that time of my career, um, but I always knew when I was in high school and college, I interned at the police department because I always knew that I wanted to work there but I didn't really know positively what positions I wanted. And during that time, I got to intern with all of our detectives, and that's kind of where I wanted to be. Um, so the next position I took was in our investigation division. The first spot I was in, as it tells you, was in February 2007, I became a juvenile detective. And in that job, I investigated crimes. So my first capacity was basically to investigate if someone had done something wrong to a kid, or if a kid had committed a crime. So either of those two things I would investigate. So I started that in February of 2007 and stayed in that capacity until um, September 2015. So I was in there for quite a while, about eight and a half, almost nine years. And I did all sorts of investigations, whether it was child abuse against a kid or whether it was a kid who had made some poor choices and made some mistakes in life. Um, I investigated all of those things. So you can kind of see um, some pictures of some other detectives that I worked with while I was there, just pictures of their offices. This is our conference room here um, where we would meet every day to kind of discuss um, what cases we're working on, if we had some leads, if we needed help on a case. If I was looking for a certain suspect, I would tell them, hey, this is who I'm looking for if you come across them. So that's kind of where we meet every day. Um, in 2009, I started taking over fraud cases. I became our only fraud detective. And basically, that meant that I worked cases if your identity was stolen, if your checks were stolen, or credit cards, those type of things, counterfeit money, any of those um, crimes I investigated, embezzlement, if you stole money from your employer, anything like that. So I started that in 2009 and continued that until September of 2015 as well when I moved to where I'm at now. I also was on a bunch of different task force and you see some pictures here of our evidence collection unit. Um, if we have a case where we're trying to investigate, say a bank has been robbed and we're trying to investigate it, then we call out our evidence collection people because we need their help to collect all the evidence we can find to prove our case. Um, so we may have fingerprints, we may have DNA, we might have pictures or video. There's all sorts of things that we might have. 
when I started back in 2007 as a detective, I had to go through lots of training, right? I couldn't just walk in and be a detective. I had to get lots and lots of training. I had to learn how to talk to people and how to interview people. I had to learn how to collect evidence and make sure that I didn't disturb a crime scene so we'd be able to solve the crime later. So I had to do lots of different things to stay in my position. And even as a police officer, every year we have to get training to be able to stay a police officer just like teachers and others have to get continuing education is what they call it. So we don't just get our job and stop. We have to keep working toward it. So I put up this on fingerprints because you all are going to have an activity here in a little bit that we're going to discuss the importance of fingerprints. But fingerprints are an invaluable resource for police officers. We solve a whole lot of crimes based on fingerprints that are left behind. And not all fingerprints left behind are perfect, right? If I put my hand on something and just set it there, if I touch the microphone, it's going to leave a fingerprint. But if I touch it and move my hand, it's going to mess it up. It's not going to be perfect. So sometimes when we try and lift fingerprints, they're not always perfect. They might be what we call a partial print. It's part of a fingerprint, but it's not everything. But everybody has unique fingerprints. No ones are the same, not even twins, which is the cool thing. Because twins have the same DNA. If they're both boys or they're both girls, they'd be the same DNA. But their fingerprints are always different. So they're very, very helpful for us to solve crimes, and you all will see what we're talking about with fingerprints here in a little bit, but they're very, very helpful. And even if it's a smudge print, a lot of times we can still get DNA or something else from it. So we use them all the time. When I teach in the schools, we talk about fingerprints a whole lot because they're very, very helpful to show us who's committed a crime. In 2016, um, I moved in September of 15, but in February 16, I went to D.A.R.E. school. So now, every single day, my job is to teach D.A.R.E. in the schools. I teach kiddos from kindergarten all the way up to fifth grade. I've done seventh and eighth grade as well, but now my new partner has taken over that. And I teach in all city and Catholic schools from kindergarten to fifth. So it's my job to try and teach you all how to make good choices. It's my job to make sure that you know what, if you want to make good choices now, you can be whatever you want to be. If you want to be a police officer, great. If you want to be a teacher or a doctor or whatever it is. But you've got to make those good choices now because when, when I became a police officer, they did a background check on me, and they looked back all the way back. They didn't just go to right then when I was in college. They went to high school and further trying to figure out, have I been making the good choices? Have I been staying out of trouble? Have I been doing what I need to do to get where I want to be? So in February of 16, I went to D.A.R.E. school, um, and now it's my job to teach. So here's some of the things that we do in our crime prevention unit. I'm going to show them to you um, in a different picture capacity here in just a second, but it's a really long list of things that we do. Um, here's a picture of us at our D.A.R.E. graduation. That's a picture of my car. Up here, my car is the blue car. Um, and that motorcycle and that Mustang that are on there are all vehicles that we've seized from people who were grown-ups making poor choices. Those are all vehicles that were seized because people were selling drugs or selling other things that they weren't supposed to be doing. And they used the money that they got from those illegal things to buy things. And because they did that, we took them away. Um, so now we use them as our vehicles to travel everywhere that we go um, to show people that if you make poor choices, unfortunately, this is what can happen. So here's a picture of what happens in fifth grade. When you get into fifth grade D.A.R.E., we have D.A.R.E. graduation, so all of my students get um, trophies over here, and then we have a contest for those lines and those medals that are there. This is just another picture of our D.A.R.E. graduation. And we have a speaker who comes in and talks to you when you're there. Something cool that we have that is also run out of my department is called the Explorer Post. When you're 14 through 20, 
you can become an explorer. And basically it's where kids who are boys and girls can come join us and try and learn what it's like to be a police officer. So if you come to the air show in a couple weeks, you're gonna see some of them out there. They help us just walk around and see and be our eyes to see what's going on. But it also kind of gives them some experiences to see do they really wanna be a police officer when they get bigger? Um, so here's some pictures of our explorers. They went to what's called an Explorer Academy. And basically they went there and got some training just like they would at the real police academy. Because when you become a police officer, the police academy is 23 weeks. You spend 23 weeks, almost six months, up in Richmond, Kentucky. And then you come back here for another almost six months of training before you're ever out in the police car by yourself. So it's a whole lot of training um, before you're ever certified as a police officer. So this kind of gives them an idea. They wear uniforms just like we do. They're just a little bit different. But it's to teach them what it's going to be like at Police Academy to see is this really what they want to do before they get all the way there and get there and don't like it. Camp Cops is a program that's run out of my unit. And basically we take fourth graders going into fifth grade. Um, and their kids, they're not bad kids, they're kids that the schools pick. Every city school sends me five kids' names. And we take them out there and spend a week at Camp Schaefer with them. We go camping, we go canoeing, um, we have canines come out and do demonstrations. We have, as I said, canoes where we try and learn team building and how to work together as a team. Because if you're not working together in the canoe, I promise you're not going to go anywhere. You actually have to cooperate. Um, if you're both trying to do your own thing, it does not work. They never believe me, but then it, they figure it out very quickly when they go in circles. And so we try and give them some activities to learn how to work as a group and team. We do archery. Up here you can see them, they're working on some Pinewood Derby cars. Um, they make Derby cars and at the last day we actually race them. So that's a pretty fun activity. And this is our bomb squad, we call them our hazardous devices unit. They actually came out and did demonstrations showing us their robot and showing us how heavy their equipment is. Um, this little boy here is wearing some of our ERT equipment. You can see the shield behind him that they're holding. And this is... Um, Yellow Ambulance, we have a paramedic who comes out there and spends the week with us. So in case someone gets hurt or someone's on medication, that she's there. But she also teaches them how to do first aid, so in case they ever need it when they're outside of there, they can help um, grown-ups or family members. And then we have inflatables um, that they get to play on because, of course, we usually have camp the end of May, beginning of June. It gets kind of hot, so we have them set up inside where we can have a time to cool off um, and have some fun. And this is our emergency response team, like I told you, coming out. We just had this event last week on Friday because we had to move it due to the rain. It's our golf scramble. And this golf scramble raises money for all of the things that I do. The D.A.R.E. program and character counts in the schools is not funded with tax funds. That is all funded by our fundraiser. So those t-shirts, those trophies, um, those certificates that the kids get, the stickers that I give you all when I come to class, all of those things come out of the money that we raise here at the golf scramble. Um, and we always have a raffle at the golf scramble as well. Police Awareness Day, if you've never been to Police Awareness Day, I urge you to come to it next year. We have it every year in April. It's basically a big open house at the police department. So that morning we have a 5K run um, that we have a bunch of people that sponsor it. But then throughout the day you get to come out and see, this is before it started, we took pictures of it. We have our 56 Ford out there. We have all sorts of different vehicles. There's a better picture of mine. We have the Sheriff's Department's Hummer there. You see our emergency response team van. We have our Crime Stoppers truck on the right. Um, back here's our mobile command center and our MRAP vehicle, as well as our police bicycles that we ride. Um, I'll get you in just a second, okay? I'll do questions at the end, I promise. Um, 
And here's more of our hazardous device unit. You could see all of their equipment laid out when you come here that day. We have yellow ambulance come out. Uh, more pictures of just all the vehicles in our lot. We have a bike rodeo where we let you all ride bikes. We give you helmets. You get to ride a course and kind of practice your skills and take the helmet home with you. And we do lots of community events. So every year we pick a student from the schools to come ride in our soapbox derby cars. Um, this year, two years ago in 2016, the summer of 16, we actually had this, um, these two here ride in it. And for the first time ever, we actually won. Um, he had never ridden in that car before that day and he actually won the entire thing and got to go to Akron, Ohio um, to compete. So it was pretty cool actually. Um, Here's just another list of things that we do. We do all sorts of public speaking engagements. We come to things like this. Boys and Girl Scouts come and we do tours at the police department. Um, we do those a lot. Girls Incorporated comes and we do tours for them. We go out in the community doing things just like this, kind of telling you all what I do and what I've done in my career. I'm not done with my career. I still have many years left. Um, so who knows where I'll end up after this. Right now, my, my job I enjoy. I enjoy coming out and teaching you all and doing things like this. Um, but you never know where I might go after that. So we just do all sorts of different events trying to get out to the public and help everybody understand what we can do for them and hopefully let you all ask questions of us so that we can be out here and be approachable um, and make sure that you understand we're here to help, not anything else. Trail of Treats is coming up um, in October downtown um, at Smothers Park. We always have a table set up there so you'll see us out there handing out candy if you come down to that. And then one of our fun events that we do in December is called Operation Santa. And basically what we do is we gather food. Um, we used to have it donated from our officers and our dispatchers. Now we've actually started getting so big that we go out to businesses and ask for sponsorships and donations because we fill about 200 to 300, depending on the year, boxes for people who are on Meals on Wheels. And so we fill those boxes. It takes us about 45 minutes to fill all of those boxes. Um, we go extremely fast. Um, through an assembly line, as you can see. And then after they're filled, we actually have officers who take them out and deliver them to the people's houses um, or to Roosevelt House, wherever they might be living. Um, so it's something that I really, really enjoy doing. I volunteer to do that because I enjoy giving back and trying to help people who need help. And lastly, Coffee with a Cop is just another event that we do out in the public, trying to let people come up and ask us questions, things that you might want to know from us. It's just more list of things that we do. Here's really quick one more thing I want to tell you because if you want to become a police officer, you need to know now. I've wanted to do this since I was five, so I kind of learned this really early on. I lived in Iowa at the time, so the standards were different. Um, but I started looking at it then because I knew if this is what I want to do, then I have to know what I need to do to get there right? So you need to know what you have to do to get there as well. So you all need to know that to be a police officer, you're going to have to be 21 when you're sworn in. So you can't come to us anytime prior to that. You're going to actually have to be 21. You have to be a U.S. citizen. But most importantly, you're going to have to get a high school degree or a GED, and you're going to have to get some college. I have my master's degree, so I have a whole lot of college, but you're required at least two years of college. So you've got to get at least two years of college um, or military experience, something along those lines. You can't just come in and have no experience. Um, so it's really important to know that. It's really important to know that you can't have 
convictions, meaning you can't have been in trouble. You can't have been arrested for things and charged with them um, and convicted of them because we're not going to hire you. So it's important to make those choices now because I knew that this is what I always wanted to do. So I made sure when I was in high school and college and after that, that I wasn't doing things that were poor choices because I knew that would make it where I couldn't be a police officer. And that's all I ever wanted to do. So I didn't want to make poor choices that would interfere with that. So it's important for you all, as you get bigger, you might change your mind a hundred times. I promise my sister did a million times, okay? Um, she changed a lot of times, but she found what she liked, and that's fine. Or you might be like me, who knew at five years old this is what you want to do, and you may never change. I'm anxious to see what, what my kids are going to do, because now they tell me what they want to do, and I'm anxious to see as they get bigger, do they change, or do they stick with it like I did, okay? So I'm going to give you all just a few seconds to ask questions before we get out to do an activities because I wanted to tell you everything that I've done but I want to answer your questions about what you all want to know about police officers or me or anything like that yes friend all right yep that'll be easy to remember it's usually the last Saturday in April we haven't set the date for next year so you'll just have to wait and see Probably won't be that early, my friend. Probably won't that be that early. I can't do it that early. What other questions do you all have? Any questions about what police officers do or about what I do or anything like that? Yes? I carry two sets of handcuffs on my belt. I carry more in my car, but I always carry two on my belt. Anything else? Y'all are so easy. No questions. All right. Well, she's got an activity that she's going to talk to you about here in just a second, okay?